Hey y'all, it's Aubrey Elise and you're listening to Coffee, Tea, and Everything Between, where we talk about everything, ranging from politics to relationships. And this is season one, episode three, titled, Welcome to the Real World. Alright guys, so you know at every episode in the very beginning, I'm always going to review a coffee shop, um, a tea shop, something. And today, because our title is Welcome to the Real World and we're talking about life after college so you know we're broke, I picked something that's very affordable and it's Dunkin' Donuts. So we all know that Starbucks is canceled. So Dunkin' Donuts has always been my go-to. It's really, really easy and quick and convenient, just like Starbucks, except for it's cheaper. Um, So I have my special guest here, Jess, and we both got medium coffees. She got a, what'd you get? Caramel latte. Caramel latte, and I got a um, medium iced coffee with vanilla and caramel swirl with cream and sugar. And our total came to $4.20. Can we say affordable? And Jess, you said you've never actually been to Dunkin', right? Mm-mm, I've never been to Dunkin'. Nashville doesn't have a lot of Dunkin' Donuts. And since we have a bunch of Krispy Kremes, I was just like, I'm never going to Dunkin'. I can't cheat on Krispy Kreme. But I was really so surprised by how cheap it was. And it actually tastes good. And these are really big to be me. Yeah, they are. Huge. Yeah, and sometimes you got to catch their happy because even their larges will be two dollars but you will definitely get a sugar rush so i wouldn't recommend but if you are a broke college student or a broke post college student like both of us then we definitely recommend Dunkin' donuts even if you're not broke it's still really good and it's convenient and affordable so make sure you go to your local Dunkin' donuts wherever it is Alright guys, so like I said, we have a special guest this episode and to help me explain Welcome to the Real World, I have my friend Jess Fuquay and she is a TSU alum. Not only that, but she was a part of the best branch. She's my former SEC chair and she also has a blog called Your Girlfriend. And so Your Girlfriend is a lifestyle blog where she talks about uh, dating, love, situationships, life. So thank you, Jess, for talking about the real world with us. Oh, of course. So tell us, like, what have you been having going on ever since, you know, you graduated and all? So after graduation, um, I did a really bad thing. I took the first job that I was offered. Um, I went on other job interviews and everything. Um, but I guess I have to give like a little background about myself. I was the type of person where I wasn't going to just graduate and just like sit on my butt and do nothing. Like I had to have a plan. I had to have wheels in motion. So I said I was going to go to grad school and I was like, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to put myself through grad school and all of the pieces will fall into place, right? No. (laughs) Don't we love that for us? Mm -hmm. So I started working, um... 
and I just really didn't like it. I was working in sales. I don't know why I did that. Um, recruiters on LinkedIn kind of create your track for you. Mm. I was working in retail like from undergrad, but just because I'm working in retail doesn't mean I'm going to be phenomenal in sales. Like right. They're two complete different fields. Um, but a recruiter reached out. He was like, I've seen your resume. I've seen your background with jobs. And I just think that you're perfect for sales. And I'm thinking, I know I'm not, but <laughs> I'm a fast learner. So right. maybe I'll be good. And I took the job. Um, training was cool. I was working with a lot of people from different backgrounds. It was just really different right. from TSU. Going from like an HBCU where you see black people every single day to just like white men and women every single day and it's just different it was so different a shock and you really before um you know everything with george floyd happened and before covid really highlighted racism in the country um you're kind of shielded if you've never encountered racism right and then when you go into the real world and you're wondering why oh he got hired with me why is he getting a promotion mm. why is he being moved to this team and it's nothing really different about our work ethic except I'm black and he's white it's kind of like wow this stuff is really in your face like it's yeah. real and it sounds dumb to be like well yeah you know it's real but you kind of really don't understand fully until it happens to you right right so corporate America was like the first place that I experienced racism it was just a lot going on and I was there for a year after graduation and every single day it was just torture I didn't want to go to work I didn't want to sit there all day it was just bad so I prayed all the time like can I please get another job can I please get another job and I sent out resumes and applications. I would leave work on lunch breaks and go take interviews. And I wow. Would, mm -hmm. Girl, I would, <laughs> you were ready to get out of there. I was so ready to be done. I would leave work. After work, I would go get interviews. Like, I was just trying to get another job. Right. And nobody would hire me. And I didn't understand why I was just stuck there. It was mm -hmm. just so bad. I finally did get out. Um, and I've been working for the state the past two weeks and it's just completely different it's a lot more black people who work mm. for the state that was the number one thing that I noticed um, they were a lot more welcoming I don't know if they have a high turnover rate or what but they were just so welcoming it was completely different a better environment and I'm just so glad so you I got was, away from my job so you would say like you definitely like this place better than the other one um, it's really early, to so tell. Okay. I don't want to be like, oh, I just love this place. But mm -hmm. I just like, I guess, the vibe and the atmosphere mm -hmm. and just the fact that more black people and more minorities work here. I can already tell that I just think things are going to go a little differently. Um, now, I will say that's like a, what's the phrase? A double-ended sword. Right. Because it's a little bit unorganized. Gotcha. And I hate to associate that with, like, black people and minorities, but it's a little bit more lax versus at my sales job, everything was, you know, from 8 to 9, we're doing this, 9 right. to 10, we're doing this. It was really cookie cutter, everything that we were Strict doing. Strict schedules and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now over here, like, I went into work today at 11, and at 2, she was like, if y'all want to leave, you can go. And I'm like, okay. Okay, y'all, so I'm going off 
uh, topic just a little bit because I kind of like some of the things Jess was talking about, uh, specifically with racism. A side note, make sure y'all tune in next week because we're really going to get into this heavy, heavy, heavy. But Jess, um, you mentioned like some of the corporate racism you experienced um, and like well, if y'all know us, you know, we go to TSU, that's an HBCU. Um, so like, did you grow up like in predominantly white schools and then you went to HBCU and now this is you in a white, um, what am I trying to say? White atmosphere again, or like, were you always, um, in like, uh, black schools, you went to a black college and now this is your first like real, um, shock to it. Um, I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I'm about to plug something. You, if y'all have read or if y'all want to read a really good book, um, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker by Damon Young. You can get it on Amazon. I think it's less than $15. Um, that but already sounds like a good book. <laughs> it's such a good book. It was just written in 2019, so it's very current. Um, he's a black man. He just talks about a lot of good things. I would definitely recommend that book. Um, but his life and my life kind of parallel each other. He was talking about how he never really experienced racism growing up. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my situation. Um, I didn't go to, I wouldn't say predominantly white schools, but the schools that I went to were very mixed. Um, it was still heavily white, but it was still mixed. Like I had Kurdish friends, black friends, friends from Somalia, Africa. It was very diverse. Um, um, but I didn't get like a real black experience until I went to my HBCU. Um, so I encourage everybody to go. I don't Definitely. care. I encourage everybody to go because it's just the one time where you'll be fully encompassed with black people. Mm -hmm. Um, it'll always be a black conversation. It'll always be people who understand you. Um, and that's really hard when you transition from a black school to like, a white work environment even though I grew up you know with white kids in grade school and high school I don't know it's just like those four years change kind you. of change yeah. your mind it changes your mind and your thinking and it's kind of like you never revert back to that mm -hmm. thinking you never revert back to like in high school we had a kid who always had a confederate flag on his keychain and me now I would question that but in right. high school you know I kind of just was like that doesn't phase me you know that's what he wants to do it's whatever um but going to an HBCU and realizing like no you need to check racism when you see it right. it's really hard to transition into the corporate world because now it's like am I too black here right. am I the angry black girl like I can't speak up on these types of issues because it'll be a problem that's so I'm sorry but like that's <laughs> so interesting you say that because I feel like that like I grew up in predominantly white schools and I was always very outspoken but like the person I am now I always like even my mom will say something she'll be like um don't say like when I led my protest she was like well make sure if they interview you you don't sound overly harsh or uh passionate and I'm like why do we like and I don't know if it's maybe like society tells us that like we're overly black but like that is a true concern for me when I transition from college to adulthood is you know do I have to check my blackness like am I gonna be too black for people you know and I don't know maybe that's scary and that's me considering what schools I'll go to when I leave like you think that should be a determining factor um 
or is it just something that we just gotta swallow our pride because that's just how it is like do you feel like going to corporate or going to law school or grad school should that be a determining factor like how you as a black woman or a minority is accepted I think you should definitely weigh your options on how you'll be treated in a job um but you know I can't speak for everybody when I say that I'm speaking from a place of like privilege because I still live with my parents I'm an only child I've always had that fallback so Mm -hmm. any job I've went into it's never been like oh I need this for the money it's more so been to push my career or for experience Mm. so if I feel like I'm not valued at a job it's easy for me to say you're not going to dilute my blackness I'm not standing for it I quit right but then I go home where I'm not paying rent so it's hard Because I don't want anybody who's out here like struggling to be like, oh, I can just go and quit. And then you have a stack of bills like be smart about it. But I think that you really should like see basically test your limits. Like an interview is a two way streak Mm -hmm. and people really don't see that. That's your opportunity to pick their brains, too. But I would just ask them, especially with COVID and everything going around, I would ask um people who are interviewing you like how did your CEO handle the George Floyd situation yeah Yeah, how do y'all what um, does inclusion and diversity look like at this company Mm. like ask them hard-hitting questions Um, I remember there was a debate on Twitter where this girl was like I don't think I should wear braids to my interview I think that you should I think that you should basically see like can I be myself here because you spend eight hours of your day at work if we're being real you spend most of your time at work so if you can't be yourself for 40 hours a week that's really going to do something to you mentally and emotionally and you should check that early on like don't Mm -hmm. take a job where you can't be yourself and don't take a job where you especially can't be black because at the end of the day black people our number one identifying factor is our race that's something that people see off rips so yeah you should definitely see how you can go um I was outspoken at my job and I think that employees are employers are either going to be afraid of that and not fire you because Mm -hmm. they don't want to play the race card or they're going to find other ways to fire you but in that situation what you have to do is you just have to be smart if you're going to call out your employer for being racist or you're going to call them out for some type of racist comment or situation you need to make sure that you have everything on the back end coverage. Mm-hmm. You can't be coming in late. Right. You can't be procrastinating. Like, make sure that you're performing mm-hmm. and then check them on that. Like, for Black History Month, nobody said a thing. That doesn't fly with me. So I started going around the office. Like, I'm going to tell everybody a fun fact. I'm going to put a fun fact in our group chat about Black History Month. Some days I'm going to keep it light. Some days I'm going to be brutal. Like, you need to let people know that just because y'all are ignoring Black History Month, it's still going on around you. And I work here, too. We're not going to do this. So good. All right, Jess, so when is, like, the first time you would say that you realize, like, dang, I'm an adult now? Like, when you're like, I'm not in college anymore, like, I have, like, big girl things to do. Um, I'll definitely say when I had to start um, paying for my own medical insurance. Mm. People really don't. That's something nobody thinks about. I don't care. Nobody thinks about it. Um, A lot of people think 
that you know you're on your parents insurance until Mm -hmm. you're 26 it's just certain insurances like my dad is retired um so retirement they cut a lot of things and they're like your daughter can be on your insurance until she's what was it 21 22 I think it was until I was 21 and then it's just like you're out on your own and it's like okay I'm not a student well, I'm, and I still am a student, but I can't fall back on the I'm a full-time student because right. grad school is only a few hours a week. But that's when I really was like, dang, I'm an adult. I have to pay for my own insurance. I have to schedule my own appointments. And that's the one thing that everybody mm. hates doing. But, yeah, you have to check and see if you're, like, kid doctors, if you're still living at home or if you're still living mm-hmm. in your hometown, fall um, in policy with your new medical insurance. Like, if they don't, you have to get a whole new dentist, a whole new doctor. So, I had to get a whole new doctor. You um, had a, you researched that and found that out? Yeah, I had to research oh it. I was like, because I can't go to the pediatrician anymore. I was like, what? I can't go to the pediatrician anymore. I had to get a doctor. I wanted a black doctor, so I had to research all of that. Um, another thing that kicked me in the face, I had to go to the OBGYN. I was dreading it. I know a lot of girls hate that. Mm -hmm. I hated it too. But I had to find an OBGYN. And then my mom was like, do you want me to go with you? And I'm like, no, I think I can handle it. She ended up going with me. But I was just like, this is a lot. And that's the thing that um, it just really makes you realize, oh, I'm an adult. Because when I was trying to get another job, Um, Of course, you have to put in a two weeks notice Mm -hmm. and you have a little time period before you start this job. My number one question to the new job was like, okay, well, when did the benefits start? Mm -hmm. At my old job, benefits started day one. And the harsh reality is that's not the case for every other job. Like this job was like, well, benefits don't start until you've been here a solid month. A solid month. I could get into a car wreck tomorrow. I'm out here without insurance. I feel like a car driving without insurance because I'm like... I'm out here without insurance. I can't go to the doctor. I can't get sick. It's peak COVID. And I'm not going to have insurance until September 1st. Wow. You know what? That's so scary because, like, now I feel like I'm applplying for jobs. And they're like, well, this job is good because it has benefits. I'm like, okay. Like, what does that have to do with me? Nobody thinks about the benefits. Yeah. You have to think about the benefits because some jobs, like you'll probably end up paying $100 out of your check, but that's really not bad, depending Mm -hmm. on how much you're getting paid. But that's really crazy. That's another thing, and a lot of people don't go in thinking about benefits, but now you have to start thinking about not just, am I going to like this job? Am I going to like what I'm doing? But how are your benefits going to work? When are they going to start? What are you covered under? Make sure that a lot of the doctors in your area are covered under that insurance because Mm. that's the worst thing if you have to drive 30 minutes to Murfreesboro to go to a doctor because all of these Nashville doctors don't take your insurance. Wow. Okay, so do you have, like, any advice to, like, recent grads, um, people who... Um, are starting this whole adulthood life like do you have any advice at all definitely my number one thing would be for recent grads um don't go with the first job offer you Mm -hmm. get um to be honest if you can financially or if you can finesse your parents or somebody I really would just take that year to myself Mm. um 
I personally didn't take a year to myself and that's the biggest regret that I have because of course I got into a job that I hated mm -hmm. and you never want to be in the position where you literally hate getting up and going somewhere nobody I really believe that nobody just loves working like mm -hmm. who would love working but I really do think that you should love your job to an extent that's where you spend most of your time so you should enjoy doing whatever you're doing so if you don't completely enjoy what you're about to get into or what you're about to be doing I would just suggest not taking that job usually your first job is going to lowball you with pay mm -hmm. it's not really gonna do anything for your career it's not like your first job sets the tone for your career so I just I would take a year off. Um, we all got a lot of time back to ourselves with COVID, but just imagine if it wasn't a pandemic and you were like isolating yourself for your own. I think that year after college, you should really do a lot of soul searching, find yourself, figure out what you really want to do. Um, we spend four years working on a degree that we may not even do anything with. This right. may not even be our passion. So instead of just jumping into whatever that degree is, if that's not your passion, um, just take a year to reflect on yourself. Even if you think that's what you want to do, take a year to reflect, do something. I'm not saying you have to just sit on your butt and do nothing. You can get another degree if you want to. Do what you want to do. Um, even pick up a side job if you want to. I don't know. Go check people out at, or go waitress. I don't know. <laughs> just don't jump like into a career that you may regret being in. Find yourself. Figure out what you want to do. Go to the spa. Go zip lining. Go swimming. Do something that Travel. you enjoy. Travel. Yes. Seriously, travel. I went to Paris and it was the best experience of my life. Get out of the country because your mind is so closed. Even after attending a university, we're supposed to be these great scholars. But think about it. You've been in one place for four years. Your mind is closed to a lot of things. Yeah. So I would say just go venture off, open your mind to different things, and then settle down and work. We graduate, what, when we're like 21, 20, whatever, that range. And we have to work until we're like, what, 70, 65? Oh. So you have 50 years to work. You can take a year to yourself. I don't care what you have going on, even if you're broke I'm broke everybody's <laughs> broke like you can penny pinch you can get a little side hustle don't jump head first into the working pool you have 50 years to get there take a year to yourself and just bask in the fact that oh I got a degree I'm a statistic I'm doing things I'm moving and shaking you're a good person like take that year to just celebrate Okay, Jess, so you have told us how you have kind of figured your way out to this point. But after this point, like, where do you see yourself? Um, where do you want to move? What do you want to do? What's your ultimate, like, goal? Um, well, I feel like now I finally have a concrete plan that I'm okay with. It's attainable for me. I feel comfortable. And I more so feel excited. I haven't felt this excited since I was on my way to college and there were just so many possibilities. Mm -hmm. um, but right now I'm studying to take a super important test that will determine if I get into um, the next school I want to pursue. Um, so I'm supposed to be graduating in May with my MBA and then that fall I want to transition into another school for higher learning. Um, and where I want to live, I definitely want to get out of Tennessee. Um, 
I don't really think there's anything wrong with Nashville. I love my city, but I've been here for 23 years, mm -hmm. and I just really encourage everybody to get out of their hometown. Um, you get way too comfortable, and the world is just so big. Um, I either want to go to school in New Orleans or D.C., so Ooh. those are the top two right now, and they're completely different. They're completely far away, so I'll be happy at either one. Um, I've talked to people who are already going to those schools, so I've never been like this before. I've never, like, interviewed people and asked questions and, like, done this much research, so I feel like things are falling into place for a reason. Yeah. And I'm just excited. It's like your passion has been, like, reunited. And that's the thing. I think when you find your passion, it's, like, always been there. Yeah. Like, I'll rewind on life just I could be in my car driving down the street and I'll like rewind and see all of the clubs that you were in in high school they align with this career right. not the one you went to school for so all of the dots will eventually click um I don't want to be like politically incorrect but everybody doesn't have to be a follower of Jesus, but like, I feel like everybody should connect spiritually to something that they believe in because I feel like me coming back to God and connecting really just grounded everything. And it was kind of like, I've been showing you the signs. I just need you to get your shit together and like do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to misquote <laughs> the Bible verse, but it says basically that like you will find yourself in him and so if you go to him he'll give you the desires of your heart mm -hmm. and a lot of times i feel like we like chase the desires of our mind like mm -hmm. we think we want this stuff but like we don't really know the desires of our heart um but yeah i'm so excited for you like i can literally tell the passion um guys like i already know jess is going to be amazing at what she's about to do okay so make sure y'all keep your eye out because she's about to literally be a game changer in what she's about to do um, but okay, just a really fun like question. If you could go anywhere in the world and live there forever, like where would you go? I could go anywhere and live there. Mm, this is gonna be a safe answer just because there are a lot of places that I want to go, but I haven't been there, mm. so I don't want to go there and then hate it. Um, but was it spring break? Yeah, it was spring break right before everything shut down. I went <laughs> to Paris and I just absolutely loved it like if I could go anywhere and just live there I probably would live in Paris I could see you there really nice all the people are nice I think it's a really good single city mm. if you're like single it's really good for you to like navigate a big city and just do your own thing a lot of people are to themselves but they're friendly at the same time it's good for single people and it's just a good breakout city but that's what Paris is known for it's like the city of love the city of breakthrough it's really great i encourage everybody to go um there's a myth i don't know what it's called i think it's paris romanticism i don't know everybody thinks it's gonna be this beautiful city which it is don't get me <laughs> wrong um but disclaimer it's very very old mm. so there are like a few smells and like really it's different it's different it's a beautiful city i encourage everybody to go but um just go with like some perspective like it's an old city it's not just going to be glamorous all the time and it's what like the movies always mm -hmm. it's there's a big homeless problem like oh. just go in with an open mind like it's a beautiful city but every city has its problems right
All right, guys. Well, I just want to say a big, big thank you to Jess for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Yes, and um, guys, listen, we put you on Duncan, so you can thank Jess and I when you go get your, you got the vanilla ice latte? The caramel? Yeah, the caramel, caramel latte. ice latte. And then I had the caramel vanilla swirl iced coffee with cream and sugar. You won't regret it, guys. But thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure if you haven't already, tune in to the last two episodes. Um, share this with your family and friends. And we'll see you next time.